You're listening to Friday Night Zombie for the week of Friday, July 25th, 2014. My name is The Blacksmith, and this is your weekly dose of the apocalypse. So long as this situation remains, government spokesmen warn that dead bodies will continue to be transformed into the flesh-eating ghouls. You step outside, you risk your life. You take a drink of water, you risk your life. They're after us. They know we're still in here. They're us. We're them, they're us. And I'm back. Again. Uh, yeah, I don't really have any excuse. I just stopped recording again for a few weeks, but, you know, I'm going to make a commitment now. I'm going to keep doing this every week. My goal, I'm setting a goal for myself. I want to get through episode 100 without any more breaks, without missing a week. Um, yeah, just got lazy. No excuse for it, but I'm back. Um, Hope you'll give me another chance to keep putting out podcasts every week, because this time I'm going to. And going to shake things up a little bit. Instead of going over everything that's in the episode in the intro, I'm just going to go into each section without you know any sort of preface to what's to come each week. I think maybe by talking about everything in the intro kind of spoils it, but... Yeah, so we'll give that a shot. Um, still haven't got any feedback you know, on anything in the show, which I know <laughs> I haven't done the show in a few weeks, so that's not surprising. But because of that, not really anything new as far as new segment ideas or anything. So, yeah, let's just get into it. Let's do the news. I'll interrupt to bring this to you. It has been established that persons who have recently died have been returning to life and committing acts of murder. And we actually do have news this week, which I know is somewhat unusual for this show, but we do have news. It is about The Walking Dead, as often seems to be the case, but this is pretty exciting. From Comic-Con in San Diego, we have the first trailer for Season 5, and wow, this, this looks intense. This show... It's interesting. This show keeps like evolving each season, which I know a lot of shows do, but this show in particular really changes a lot each season, and I think it's for the better, and it looks like season five is going to continue that trend of improving and changing each season. It looks really intense. Man, it does not look like this is going to end well. Um, if you haven't watched the trailer yet, go ahead and pause this, go watch the trailer, and then come back, because I'm going to go ahead and talk about the trailer um, a little bit more in depth. So, and I won't spoil anything from the comic books, even though there are things in this that are, you know, kind of like, holy crap, I, I know where this is going because I've read the comics and it's going to be huge. I'll avoid talking about that for the sake of people who haven't read the comics. I myself am not caught up on the comics. I've just read far enough to know what this is kind of leading towards. But just focusing on, from the basis of somebody who's just watching the show... 
um, even then you know this is not going to end well. Um, so like I said, watch the trailer, come back. I'll assume by this point everybody listening has watched the trailer or doesn't care. So, it opens up right where season four left off with them in the, uh, the bin and Rick saying, you know, they're screwing with the wrong people. Somewhat disappointing line because it was better in the comics. They dropped an F-bomb, but they couldn't do that on TV because it's not HBO or Showtime. Oh well. Regardless, it starts there and, uh, we get to see sort of a montage of all the stuff going on with them being, you know, bound and gagged and looks like maybe tortured and it's just Terminus is not a good place and that you can tell the guy that they're talking to is just totally nuts, smiling sadistically and everything. They're, Bob is desperately trying to reason with him and tell him, no, we've, you got to listen, we've got the guy who has the cure. We, we can work together, we can end the plague. And from what we see in the trailer, it looks like they they go for it. They're going with them to Washington. Uh, Rick and the team still seem to be basically prisoners, but they're not dead. Now, I didn't pay much attention to who all is being shown when they're en route to Washington, and uh, I'm kind of glad I didn't, because that could potentially spoil who lives and dies in Terminus, because pres- presumably they might kill off one or two of them during, you know, this interrogation. It's hard to say. Uh, I'm glad I didn't pay enough attention to notice whether or not anybody was missing. But anyway, so it looks like we're going to get to Washington, and like I said, if you've read the comics, you know (laughs) how this is going to end and why it's going to be a problem, but I'm not going to say. Just, that's really interesting to think about if you've read the comics. Um, so, yeah, it, it just looks insane. Rick looks like he's nearing the breaking point again, which we saw in season three, what happens when Rick totally loses it. Um, and it looks like he's getting to that dark place again, which, you know, intense really is the best word to describe everything about this. And I, I just have to pause talking about all that for a second to just point out how amazing the special effects are on this show. I mean, every season is better and better to the point where this show has the best zombies I think we've ever seen. I mean, Tom Savini, you know, Day of the Dead, all that stuff's great. The Dawn of the Dead reboot had great zombies. Land of the Dead had some pretty cool zombies. But man, this show, Craig Nicotero knows what he's doing. And he is, you know, he was a student of the master Tom Savini, but he's really um, just made it his own and built on everything he learned from Tom Savini's craft. And, uh, so of course Tom Savini deserves a lot of credit, because he kind of revolutionized gore effects back in the day, working with Romero. But Greg Nicotero's just taking it to a whole other level. This is, this show, the zombies on the show look like what zombies would really look like, and that's just awesome. But anyway, about the trailer, um, that's all I can really think to say about most of the trailer, except the ending. And like I said, if you haven't watched the trailer yet, really need to watch it before I say this. I'll assume you've watched it. Beth is alive, which is huge. We didn't know last season whether she was alive or dead. I kind of wish they had held off on that reveal until the actual episode so we could be watching the show and be like, holy crap, Beth is alive. Um, That and we got to see Rick and Judith together, which, you know, I think we all assumed would happen, but I kind of wanted to see 
I, I didn't want to see them together in the trailer. I wanted to save that. But at least we didn't get to see their reunion yet. That I want to save for the episode. But anyway, about Beth, she doesn't seem to be with Terminus, unless this is like just another part of Terminus with other people. But it seems to me like she's been captured by somebody else, some other organization. And I don't know if it's one of the various ones from the comics um, that led to the recent huge event with all those different little, you know, survivor groups or what, but it seems interesting. It doesn't seem like it's a very pleasant place to be. Maybe better than Terminus. She seems like, you know, she's at least part of a system instead of a prisoner. But, although I, I don't think she has much of an option to leave either from what I gathered. But, yeah, everybody's in a tight spot right now. Things are out of control of uh, the main characters. They're all, they all seem to be under the thumb of various organizations, whether Terminus or wherever Beth is. And since we've seen Judith with Rick, I think it's safe to assume Carol and Tyrese, and therefore also Judith, are going to get captured by Terminus as well. So, yeah, it's not going to end well. I, I think that's pretty safe to say. So really excited about the new season. Um, it looks great, and I mean literally, just visually, it looks stunning. The costumes and everything, these people look like they've been through hell. They look like they belong, you know, a few years into the zombie apocalypse. Um, so it just looks all convincing, except, of course, we've seen teaser images that show the, uh, the, the, what was it, the Hyundai or whatever, the car they have, which is sponsored, so it's always spotless, which really annoys me, you know, it's just blatant selling out that the show, uh, is willing to have this spotless car on the show because they get paid to show it, but what can you do? Everything else is pretty much flawless, so I'm really excited for the new season. That's about it for the news this week. Um, at least there's something, so that's exciting. Comic-Con is always a great time. Although I guess I could also, actually, talk about some other stuff at Comic-Con. It just, I just remembered there are, there are other things to talk about. The Last of Us movie was confirmed at Comic-Con. Um, it's been something that's been talked about for a while, and now it's officially confirmed. Sam Raimi got up on the stage um, to talk about it with, I believe, the, uh, the game director of The Last of Us, the original video game that the movie's based on to talk about it. Um, apparently Sam Raimi is involved with the project, and they've met with Maisie Williams, um, who plays uh, Arya on Game of Thrones, to potentially play Ellie, which I think would be a great pick. Um, and then there was a bit of a con confusion. The media was reporting that Maisie Williams and Bruce Campbell had been confirmed as the you know main stars with Bruce playing Joel. That's not actually true. Um, during the panel, Sam Raimi jokingly said that Bruce would make a great Joel. He did not say Joel is being played by Bruce Campbell. Um, as much as I love Bruce Campbell, that would be weird. <laughs> so that's not true. Um, there, there are a few names that are being circulated for Joel. I'll wait to talk about that until we actually get a confirmation on who is playing him. But they have met with Maisie Williams, so she's looking like she'll probably be the one because um, she said before in, in an interview that she would love to play the character, so looks like that's going to happen. The movie is definitely happening. That's exciting. And Sam Raimi also mentioned at Comic-Con that he's writing, I think he said with his brother, he's writing a uh, Evil Dead TV series, which is interesting. Um, it, it, 
from what I can gather, it looks like the Army of Darkness 2 won't be happening. It's unfortunate, but we might be getting a TV series which could potentially star Bruce Campbell as Ash, which more than makes up for a lack of Army of Darkness 2. I do hope Evil Dead 2 is still on track, the reboot sequel, because um, I love the reboot movie. It was great, just gore fest with tons of practical effects. That was awesome. Um, but yeah, we might be getting an Evil Dead TV series if it gets picked up. That's exciting. Okay, so I think uh, that actually about covers it for the for the news. <laughs> I don't know how I forgot all that stuff at first, but you know, I think that about covers it. Um, Comic Con is always a great time for you know all this stuff. It's you know mostly sci-fi, fantasy, comic book stuff going on, but there's always a little bit of horror too, especially with The Walking Dead being so popular. Still no word on the zombie autopsies movie from George Romero. I really hope it's still happening. It could just be a really slow production. Um, I get the feeling at this point George is just going to do things at his own pace. You know, he's he's getting up there in age, and he's made a lot of zombie movies. I don't think he's too concerned about rushing this one out. So hopefully we'll see it at some point, but we'll just have to wait and see. In the meantime, let's move on to the Zomtroversy. You're not running a talk show here, Mr. Berman. You can forget pitching an audience the moral bullshit they want to hear. You're talking about... The Walking Dead and pop culture. You know, before The Walking Dead TV series, zombies had always kind of been a, a cult phenomenon. You know, obviously everybody knows about zombies. Most people have seen Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead, or at least just have a general idea of it, of uh, of what zombies are, you know, like Frankenstein, Dracula, the Swamp Man, you know, or Swamp Monster, whatever you want to call it, the, uh, the old Universal Pictures character. Um, it was just, you know, something you see in Halloween decorations, you know, but to, for anything more than that, you had to be, you know, kind of a horror fan to get into zombies. But nowadays, they're a huge phenomenon ever since the show started. Um, even before that, the comics made them really popular amongst comic book fans, but now everybody, you know, knows about zombies because of The Walking Dead. And there's kind of a split where some horror fans are happy that we're getting, you know, this high-quality zombie TV show and zombie video games and all this stuff because of this Walking Dead phenomenon. But there's another group... Um, that are a little bit more elitist and are disheartened by the fact that zombies have become a pop culture phenomenon rather than just being something, you know, exclusive, you know, something that that you you have to be part of the in-group to get, you know? And to some extent, I think we still have that, you know? You can still quote Romero movies, and only certain people will get it. Um... But I can understand the frustration, you know, that uh, you say you like zombies and then the immediate assumption is, oh, you like The Walking Dead? It, it is a little bit frustrating. I've been in similar things, you know, where um, I'm a fan of, I've been a huge fan of Marvel Comics since I was a kid. Um, and Thanos has always been my favorite character in the Marvel Cosmic Universe. I love Thanos. He's such an interesting, compelling villain. He has so many layers to his character. 
But now, you know, everybody and his mother knows who Thanos is, but they know nothing about the character. And it's the same type of thing. It's just frustrating because you're like, no, 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 no. Don't just, you know, buy into, you know, the, the pop culture phenomenon about this thing. Go to the source material. It's it's so cool. You've got to experience it. It's the same thing with The Walking Dead. You know, you get people who are so excited about The Walking Dead and, you know, say, oh, yeah, I love zombies and stuff. Oh, have you have you watched Romero's movies? Oh, nah, I'm just really into The Walking Dead. It's it's just frustrating to see people missing out on this. And I think that's what's most frustrating for me. I don't care so much that more people are into it. I'm not, I don't really get into that kind of elite elitism. You know, I don't feel special for liking something that not a lot of other people like. But it is a shame that there's so much history in the zombie genre, and yet only The Walking Dead is getting exposure. You know, the Romero films and stuff. The people who watch The Walking Dead and like it so much would probably like a lot of the old the old Romero films and stuff if they can get past... You know, if they, if they can adjust to the uh, the special effects being a product of their time and all that... There's so much good zombie stuff out there. There's so many good zombie books and comics and everything. And The Walking Dead is just the tip of the iceberg. So I think that's the biggest problem, is just that people don't know what they're missing out on if they're just experiencing The Walking Dead. But on the other hand, I do think it's a good thing that this many people are being exposed to zombies, because I'm sure there's a large amount of them who do watch The Walking Dead, and then they do get into all the other stuff. So that's... It can only be a good thing, really, because the people who are just watching the show and not delving into all the source material, well, if The Walking Dead wasn't a pop culture phenomenon, they still wouldn't be into all the other stuff. It's just now, because of the show, they're a little bit closer to being into it, into the zombie genre, than they would have been otherwise. So it really is just a positive, no matter what way you slice it. But I do hope eventually we can get more people to acknowledge the significance of the rest of the zombie genre, you know? There are authors out there like Eric S. Brown, Timothy W. Long, um, just tons of people like that, um, you know, filmmakers and everything that are, you know, working their butts off and have been for years making zombie fiction, but they're not really getting much out of the Walking Dead craze because people just watch the show, but then they don't get into any of the other zombies, the great zombie fiction that's out there. So I hope that changes. And uh, if you're listening to this and you've just seen the TV show, you know, that's your link to zombies, please go check out this stuff. Look into the permuted press library of books, uh, the Library of Living Dead press stuff, which is now defunct, but the books are still out there on Amazon. Um, watch the Romero films. Uh, watch, you know, all the... There, there's a ton of zombie films out there. A lot of them are junk, but there's there's some classics out there. And you can... You know, just look up on Google, you know, list of the best zombie films of all time. You can find out what's good and what's not pretty easily. Go out and experience all of it you can. The zombie genre is rich indeed. Uh, if you like The Walking Dead, there's plenty out there more for you. You don't have to just starve yourself in between seasons of the show. So, I didn't necessarily mean this sound diversity to become a pitch for uh, um, zombie fiction in general, but you know, I have to I have to point that out, that it's underappreciated, and I hope that changes. But in the meantime, let's move on to the reviews. 
Purple Rain. No. Sign of the Times. Definitely not. The Batman soundtrack. Sorry. So I said reviews, but actually I've only got one thing for you this week. Um, sorry about that. I just haven't had time to go out and watch or read or play or do anything else, you know, video games, movies, whatever, to uh, review, which I know seems ridiculous in the amount of time I've been gone, but just been pretty busy. But uh, I will try and this week finally play Walking Dead 400 Days and bring a review of that next week. I've been putting it off, but I need to go ahead and play that, so try and do that. In the meantime, what I do have for you is, as always, a review of the next episode of The Walking Dead. Season 2, Episode 1, What Lies Ahead, directed by Ernest Dickerson and Gwyneth Horder Payton, is a bit disappointing, honestly. Um, it wouldn't be too bad if it were, you know, in the middle of the season or something, but as a season opener, it's really long, it's really slow, it's not one of my favorites, and frankly, the same can be said for most of the first half of Season 2. So not, not the most exciting way to get into the second season, but Season 2 goes, does get much better later on, so it can suffer through it. And it is still a good episode, it's just, it has its slow patches. Um, this is, you know, the the episode where they've left Atlanta and they're en route to, um, I believe, the plan was to go to... Um, Fort Benning, I think, was what where they said they were going in season one. At the end, that's that's where they said their destination was going to be. But of course, they never reach there. Um, in this episode, they find a huge traffic jam and they're stuck there for a while. A horde or a uh, horde herd, I think it's a herd they call it, comes through, and all chaos, you know, breaks loose. Um, T Dog gets seriously injured. Um, Sophia gets goes missing because she gets chased off by zombies and then they lose track of her. It's just a bad situation. It's it's a lot of setup, but it is necessary. I will say that the everything that happens in this episode has a payoff later in the season. So they're they spend most of the episode looking for Sophia to no avail. Um, not a lot happens except for the herd encounter, which is pretty awesome, especially the, uh, you know, the the zombie that Andrea kills with a screwdriver, just a great-looking zombie, um, which I've, I've said at the, earlier in this episode during the news segment, I'm always blown away by the zombies on this show. They look amazing. So, um, it, by the, this is about the point where I started really getting annoyed with Andrea, and her character gets more and more annoying throughout the show from this point on. I just cannot stand her character. I really can't. I get, you know, why she's mad at Dale and everything, so I'm not saying that her character's motivations are legit are uh, illegitimate, but just her acting in every scene, the her line delivery, her facial expressions, gets on my nerves. And I know I'm not alone in that. A lot of people can't stand Andrea. And I'm especially just bitter about it because I love Andrea in the comics. She's such a great character. But in the show, they just butchered her. So, that aside, though, um, everybody else does a great job in this episode. Uh, this is the point where I really started to like Dale. Um, he really starts growing, growing on me, especially the whole thing with him pretending to fix the hose 
you know, the pantomiming, that, that was pretty great. Um, it really just shows Dale's character, you know, that he's he's kind of the moral compass of this group. He'll, he'll do what it takes to keep them from doing something horrible, which we'll find out later in this season has a cost. Um, but in this episode, as I said, it's a bit slow, so I can't say too many good things about it because not a lot happens until the ending with the big shocking, well, shocking if you haven't read the comics. If you have, you kind of see it coming, but where Carl gets shot. Um, and then it just ends the episode there. You don't know who shot him, why they shot him, anything like that. Uh, unless, of course, you've read the comics, which I had, so it's a little bit less shocking for me, but still, cool scene and everything. Um, even if you have to wonder, you know, yeah, I get that Carl wants to see the deer and stuff, so they don't shoot it, but really... Your people are near the point of, you know, running out of food and starving to death. I think you just shoot the deer. You don't just say, oh, okay, Carl, you want to see the deer? Go ahead, son. We don't need food. No, you, you shoot the deer. <laughs> There's priorities, you know. But anyway, um, not a lot to say about the episode, even though it is very long. A lot of it is fluff. Just very slow. Overall, I'd have to give it a five and a half out of ten boomsticks that is of course you found me beautiful one honey you got real ugly well that's about all i've got for this week um like i said i'm glad to be back i'm really sorry about all these breaks but i am setting a goal for myself and i think that was the problem before i just kind of did this on a whim, but now I'm giving myself a responsibility to carry through with my promise to continue doing this every week, and I intend to do that. So expect a new episode next week, I'll try not to let you down. But in the meantime, if you have anything to say, any feedback, controversy ideas, reviews, you know the drill. Anything you want that's zombie-related, mp3, text, whatever, send it to me at FridayNightZombie at gmail.com. Once again, that's FridayNightZombie at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to play or read it on the show. And of course, if you got any ideas, I'll be happy to take them under advisement. In the meantime, I'll work on preparing a new show for next week. As I said, I'm hoping to bring a review of The Walking Dead 400 Days video game DLC to you. Which, I always find it funny they call it DLC, even though the whole series is downloadable. But, whatever. Regardless, I've got it. I'll try to play it, bring it to you. Been a bit hooked on Dragon Age lately, so we'll see if I can pull myself away from that to play Walking Dead. But... Yeah, I think I can manage. It's not that long of a game from what I've heard. I'll see you next week, I guess. Nothing really more to add. Um, hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you'll come back next week. This is The Blacksmith signing off. And remember, it's illegal to lick doorknobs on other planets.